Well, good morning. I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, the lead and teaching pastor here, and I want to welcome you, whether you're here with us in person or you are joining us online. If you want to follow along with the sermon, there are actually sermon notes on the app, and you can also let us know any prayer requests that you have there. Now, let me be honest with you. I do not see myself as a patient person. I wouldn't say that I'm impatient. I would say that I kind of hang out in the space between patience and impatience. Sometimes I can be very patient, and then a lot of times I am not patient at all. When I was a young Christian, I was taught that if you want to grow and become more patient, you should pray for patience. But what I found out very quickly was, if you pray for patience, God sends infuriating things your way so that you need to grow your patience in order to do and deal with them. So I stopped that. I stopped praying for patience right away. Over the years, though, I have found out something very important about patience that has helped me a lot. And it is that patience is connected to faith and belief. In other words... We grow our patience for ourselves, for others, for life, when we are connected to God and growing our faith and trust in God. I think this is an important thing to remember, that patience is this piece that is often elusive in our lives, but there is a way forward by knowing that patience grows as we grow in our faith and trust in God. So remember that piece, because today we're going to continue our series. We are talking about Jumpstart, your life, your joy, and your faith. And this has been a series where we're looking at James. And James, in the New Testament, is kind of a a handbook for Christian living. And James is really great at talking to us about things all of us struggle with. So... Um, The first week we started with how to handle trials and temptations. Anyone have any trials and temptations in life at all, right? Then we talked about wisdom. Pastor Michelle shared with us about true wisdom. And then we talked about moving past quarrels and judgments. That was what we talked about last week. So today we're going to talk about how to find patience in today's world. Does that sound like something that might be helpful Yeah, I know, you know, people always say, you said just what I needed to hear today, and I'll say, I'm only talking to myself every week, right? I always need to find patience. We all need to find patience. So let's hear today's text. This comes from James 5. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. And the farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your heart, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job. 
and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So James chapter 5 actually begins with um, a warning, a warning to people who are rich and who take their money, possessions, and, and hoard them, keep them for themselves. Today's text comes right after this warning, and it talks about patience and the importance of patience. And here specifically, it's about developing patience in dealing with people. And then James talks about a couple examples from the scripture of patient people, and then he talks about patience in the early church. look at the two sections of this text. Here's the first one. Let me read it again. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. So, the early church was dealing with some persecution. They were scattered, and they were dealing with having to be patient in the midst of their suffering. But I think one of the things that's important to know is that patience is something we all struggle with not just people in the early church. It's a, it's a universal need, I think. Um, in today's text, the need for patience is related to finding patience with people, dealing with people. That's why this line, beloved, do not grumble against one another so that you will not be judged. And while the text is talking about patience with people, Of course, for all of us, being patient with people is often rooted in circumstances, isn't it? When things are going well in my life, I am a lot more patient with people than when things are trying. So circumstances and people kind of play together when we look at patience. Text begins by talking about a farmer's patience. That would have been something they would have all related to, and I think we know about as well, about the early and the late rains. This is actually what what happens every year in uh, Israel. There are November, October-November rains, and then there are April-May rains. And this rain and the soil and the sun and the night, all of these things go into the farmer needing to be patient. He needs to trust that the pieces of life will do its work and the seed will come about. There is nothing the farmer actually can do after he has done his part but trust. The first big takeaway I want you to see this morning is that to grow in patience We must grow in faith and trust in God. We must believe that God will come through, that God will make a way. Even when we don't know how that will be, we need to trust that God 
does. We are called to embrace this even when we can't see, even when we do not know. We need to embrace that all of life, we are in God's hands. But that is hard. That's hard for us to do. Take COVID. I remember when COVID started and became in the news in March in 2020. And remember, we all said to each other, well, this will just be going on for a couple weeks. And then we said, well, certainly by summer, this will be over. And then we said, by fall, for sure. Well, winter, yeah, absolutely. And 19 months later, we are still here in the midst of it. And during those 19 months, so much has changed. Some of it was things like um, vacations, things that we thought we were going to do got canceled. Some of it is weddings that were supposed to happen got rescheduled. But a lot of it is terrible grief and loss, the loss of loved ones, the loss of family and friends, the loss of people we care for. Many people also just suffer difficulties, job losses and problems, issues in their lives. So what month was it when you decided that you had no control over COVID and that you just needed to know it was going to end when it ends, that you just needed to be patient? Did you find that patience in the summer? Did you find it in December? Maybe you're still waiting for that month to come, right, where you can embrace that patience. To find patience in today's world, whether it is with COVID or with a person or with a situation, calls us to grow in our trust in God, calls us to grow in our faith in God, calls us to grow in our ability to wait and to believe that no matter what is going on, God can get us through it. God can meet us in our need. So this is the first thing I want you to see, and it's a really big thing. We find patience, patience with people, patience in situations, patience in life, by knowing that our patience grows when we are rooted more deeply in God, when we trust that God will show up and do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Let's look at how we can cultivate this, how we can cultivate belief and trust in God a little more, how we can cultivate growing in our faith. I mean, the text uses the phrase that we are to strengthen our hearts, which I think is just one way of saying we are to grow our faith. We are to strengthen our hearts in God. We are to grow our faith in God. Here's some ways we can look at doing this. The first is this one, understand that we all have difficulties. I think one of the things that happens in life is we think if we're faithful and we follow God and we do our best, that, that life will be easier and that we won't have these difficulties. And the truth is, is that every life has difficulties. Every marriage has difficulties. Every job has difficulties. They're not happening to punish you or to teach you something. They're happening because this is part of life, and it gives us an opportunity in the midst of it 
to grow in our trust in God. I think life is 50-50. Tests and joy. Good days and challenging days. But it can be hard for us to know that these times are not a punishment, not for God to get us, but really an opportunity for us to see that every life has these times and that God is with us in the midst of them. We have to understand we will all have difficulties. doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or your job or your kids or life or your marriage. Everybody has this. Our heart is strengthened when we understand that we stand with the whole human population in difficulties. Second, what strengthens our heart is our connection to God's Holy Spirit within us. We are never alone in the midst of these times. We have God's Spirit that lives within each and every one of us. We can trust and accept that spirit moving in us if we have embraced Jesus and his love in our lives. That power lives in us, and it invites us to tune into that power. Sometimes we think that when there are difficulties, we need to kind of buck up, have some self-confidence, and deal with it. But really, this is not about self-confidence. It's about what we could call God-confidence. We don't put our faith in ourselves in order to get us through it. Instead, we look to God. We have confidence that God shows up. When we are weak, God is strong. But that takes us stopping and turning to God and knowing that we don't have to figure this out on our own. And third, the text lifts up that we are strengthened when we see the Lord is near. So certainly for the early church, they had this belief that God um, would bring Jesus back during their lifetime. And what we know is that they also believe that God's presence in Jesus and the Holy Spirit was with them. This let them put their attention not on the everyday things that they needed to deal with, with patience, but to put their attention on what is eternal. And I think that is a word for us today. Our hearts are strengthened, not when we focus on the everyday aggravations, but when we lift our head up and we focus on what is eternal. Whether Jesus returns this year or another year, Or after our lifetime, we know that his presence is here with us now. And that invites us to keep our eyes on the bigger picture, on what is eternal. So the first half of what we're talking about today is that faith grows when we are patient. And we grow our faith when we do things that help strengthen our heart. The second half of the text talks about something very universal, and that is the power of story to grow our patience. Here's the text. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, 
Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. How do we become more patient? Well, James would say one of the ways we become more patient is to know stories about how others have been patient. I remember when I was in my 20s, one of the things I loved was to read biographies and autobiographies and to hear the stories of people who had dealt with so many things and how they navigated that, how their endurance and how their patience had gotten them through. I found those really inspiring for my own life. We are called to be patient people, not just because we're called to be long-suffering, but because patience has rewards that it reaps. Let me tell you a beautiful story of a New York taxi driver. You may know it. There was once a New York taxi driver who went out to pick up a client. He got in front of her apartment building, and he beeped the horn, and no one came. And he beeped the horn a second time, and no one came. But because it was the last fare of the day, he parked. He walked up the stairs. He rang the bell, got into her apartment building, and then knocked on her door. He knocked for a while, and then finally, an elderly woman answered. Her apartment looked like no one lived there. Sheets covered all of her furniture. There were no things from her life on the walls. She had one small bag, and the cab driver took it and put it in the car for her. And then she gave him the address, and she said, I would like you to drive through downtown. And he said, well, but that's not the quickest way to where you want to go. And she said, that's okay. I have time. She then explained to him that she was on her way to hospice and that all of her family had already died. She explained that she had grown up in the city. She had been born there and had spent all of her life enjoying all that New York had to offer and that she wanted just one last chance to drive through there on her way to where she would spend the rest of her days. The cab driver decided he would do a bit more than just drive through the city. And so he took two hours and drove her all around. She pointed out where she had grown up, where she had worked, what her life was like as a young adult where she had lived, where she had lived as an adult and an older adult. She showed him all of the places from her history. She told him story after story. The cab driver dropped her off at the hospice. He didn't take her money, but he did give her a big hug. And on his way home, he thought about how he would have missed that experience if he had been impatient, if he had just driven off, and if he had not parked the car, and taken that extra step. Now, I tell you this modern-day parable 
show you some of the rewards of patience that we reap in our lives. But also I hope to remind you of situations and relationships and opportunities where you have been patient and now you're aware of what you would have missed if impatience had got the better of you. James invites us to know the stories of Scripture, and he talks about the prophets and all they have endured, how they have been patient. Um, Probably one of the most famous prophets is Jeremiah. And a prophet, if you don't know what that role is, a prophet is one who speaks on behalf of God. And often a prophet does very difficult work, warning people, calling people back to God. And so prophets are never popular people. Jeremiah, during his life, was put in stocks and prison and dungeons, and yet he wrote these words. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Job is also mentioned by James. Job is more of a story of endurance rather than just patience. But he endured his unexplained suffering and in his weakness drew closer to God. James knew that Real life examples, flesh and blood examples of people who have made choices to be patient give you and I the encouragement we need in the midst of life. When we cannot see the future, and when we must be patient for it to unfold, we often need help from others who have gone before us so we might draw from their strength and their wisdom. So today, we've talked about finding patience in today's world. And how do we do that? Well, first, patient grows as we trust God more. We recognize how little we control, how little we understand, and how God's timing in so much of life may not be our timing as well. We can trust God no matter what. And second, patience grows as we study the fruit of patience in others' lives. Because when we see that, when we see those flesh and blood examples, we can take strength and we can gain wisdom. So this week I want you to do two things. I want you to look for those who are around you who give you the examples of patience. Who do you know who's patient? Maybe you need a book. Maybe you have no patient people in your life. Maybe you're going to need a book. (laughs) But look for the patience of people. Learn from it this week. And then the second thing I invite you to do is to lean more into your faith, your belief that God is with you even when you cannot see where all this is going. 
so that you might be more patient in the midst of it. For finding patience is a sure way to jumpstart your life, your joy, and your faith. Let us pray. <laughs>